Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Leslie. Welcome to Quince. A little sweet. A little tart. And a little unexpected. Today is Sunday, March the 3rd, 2019. And we're sitting on a fog bank. It is. Again. Oh my goodness. It was a perfect day for ducks. Yep, absolutely. I think that's what got us started on our current thoughts of our theme, but maybe more about that later. So what's been going on? Oh gosh, we had Dr. Seuss's birthday party yesterday down at Works. And you had a beautiful day for us. Oh, it was so much fun. Yeah. Yes. Great. Yes, lots of little kids running around. Yeah. And then we had Story Space and Floyd. Oh, yeah. The first Saturday, and the topic was saved. And I really thought there'd be a lot of religious uh -huh. stories, and there really was only one yeah. that took that particular route. Right. Uh, but there were lots of good, there were 10 right. stories, and they were all fun. Okay, well, uh, they usually put them up on um, the uh, on a website. So we'll sure, do Citizen, a Citizens Television. Yeah. It takes them about a month before it right. ends up on our YouTube. Right. So we'll put we'll put the link to the previous ones, and people can look. Great. Yeah, because uh, it's a, it's really become a big thing. Oh, the place was packed. That's great. Oh yes. Yeah. Did you get to tell story? I did not. Uh -huh. I I told Crystal, who of course is in charge, um, that she had me as a last minute person oh, okay. because she only had nine names oh. and she said I think I'll need you yeah. and as it turned out it was just great ended with Greg Locke oh, right great. at 701 so okay. we try to finish up oh, right yeah. on time so yeah I was going to tell the story about how in 1974 the high school football team got saved up in West Virginia and so all us girls did too and oh. <laughs> yeah, it would have been, I think, that an interesting... Like a good story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the topic for April is witness. Oh. So that should be good, too. Right. I'll, I'll have a chance to use it oh, sometime. Yeah, yeah sometime. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm just really glad that they're getting such a good response. Yes. On all of that. So lots of fun. Mm -hmm. They do it at the wrong time for me, so I don't get to go often. But Yeah. But it was really nice. So, what else is happening? Anything? Hmm. Besides fog and rain and wet goats, wet chickens, wet eggs. I, I have the dirtiest eggs. Oh, Because <laughs> their little feet are so dirty. Mm. Uh, so, you know, oh, everything is. I took a picture of my cows, the, you know, my neighbors. Right. Uh, cows. And I didn't notice until much later, and somebody mentioned it, uh, and the lighter color calf, he, he looked like he had boots on. <laughs> he was so muddy. Well, and they usually say pretty clean here. Uh, oh, yes. Because it's a clean pasture, but yeah. everything. I saw water standing in places I have not seen it ever. Exactly. And David Hubbard's um, pasture up there. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just really been wet. And, of course, other people have had a lot worse weather, so we can't complain too Yeah. Much. Back home in West Virginia, they're getting, I, it was something like six to eight inches of snow wow. now. So. Yeah, it's supposed to get cold on Tuesday. It might get cold tomorrow morning. Mm, okay. With all this rain, it might be sick in spots. Well, I'll be careful. Yeah, absolutely. I'll yeah. walk. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I have to go take the van back to Wally because there's still a little problem. I had a big problem. Mm -hmm. And my starter caught on fire. If you smell burning anything around your car, check. Don't be stupid like me and go on in the house. Oh, did you really? Yeah. I hadn't heard the story. Yeah, I was really lucky it didn't catch the van on fire. Mm. But, and that was the night before. I had just run to the bookmobile, uh -huh. you know, to get our lovely books and see lovely Tammy. And then I went back home, turned it off, went and walked to Dad's the rest of the evening, or did. And then the next morning I was going to go get his groceries, and I went out, nothing. Mm. Dead. Mm. I mean, nothing. And, of course, the first thing I checked, I didn't leave the lights on, I didn't leave the door open, I didn't leave anything plugged in. And um, got Wally, our, my um, mechanic up there, and first he gets out of the car, he says, what'd you leave on? <laughs> <laughs> I said, nothing, I swear. And then they started poking around, and he said, something smells hot. After they charged the battery up, and the boy looked down, it's on fire! Oh, my goodness! <laughs> Oh. So they hauled it away. Oh. <laughs> but it's okay. It didn't cost me dreadful. But there's still a little, there's some lights on that weren't before, and I want to talk to him about it before I go wandering off somewhere. Too far. Yes. Yeah. And Amy came to the rescue. Amy came to the rescue with a 1995 blazer that belonged to her father. Uh, that It's a tank. Uh-huh. It, it's an indestructible tank. I loved it. Yes. Uh, you couldn't, uh, we, we had a friend, or our friends have somebody looking after their house, and we rode over to Floyd, and she couldn't understand about the, the locks, you know, that we had to individually lock each lock so oh. we could leave our purses in the car while we went for a walk. Uh -huh. so, you know, I'm sure she had seen in the past, she's old enough. But this is something she hadn't seen in many, many years. <laughs> so <laughs> I almost wish it was still like that. It's kind of okay. I, I, for the first time in many years, I did not feel like I would lock myself out accidentally. Right. You know. So and I don't lock our cars too often anyway. No, we don't, you know, do we? So, well, right. so anyway, th thanks to lovely Amy, I had transport for Friday, which was when I needed it, and Thursday because I needed to get Dad groceries and. And so all was good, and Wally to the rescue yet again. That's great. <laughs> so, anything else? Well, that seems to be about it. Okay. I mean, besides the usual we've had going on. Yeah. Book clubs and postcard clubs. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, we, we have a very active social life around here. Oh, we do. Sometimes it's, I am happy to be home. Yeah, yeah. Well, you work as well in a... Yeah. Uh, kind of a public type environment. How did the dinner and the movie have? Oh, that was great. Great. Yes. It had to postpone it because of weather. Right. But we had a full, you know, 40, 40 some people. Uh -huh. and yeah, I came home very tired. I it was <laughs> I'm like, oh, day. can I make it upstairs? Oh, <laughs> Man, was yeah, that was that, that kind of tired. Yeah. Yes. And I had, uh, let's see, on Monday I had a tour group from Carlisle, which is a private school in Martinsville. Yeah, I've heard of it. So yeah. it was their AP Junior History ah. class. Just small, you yeah. know, it was only 
counting the teachers, uh, you know, it was like 10 nice. people. Yeah, really nice group of kids. Yep. And then I had five delightful ladies from Gates County, North Carolina on Friday. Gates City, you uh -huh. know, that area in the Great Dismal Swamp. One of them said, you can come and visit. You can stay at my house. You can sleep in North Carolina and have breakfast in Virginia. Uh, She's right on the border, her nice. house. Yes, but very sweet. And they were all members of the Historical Society wow. there. So they were great tourists. Great. Oh, and one of the ladies was 100 years old. And came on the tour. Well, she didn't do the whole tour. Oh, she okay. sat, she brought a Miss Julia book novel. <laughs> and sat, but she was clear, concise. Oh, asked, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's great. Yeah, so that's the joy of yeah, my job. Absolutely. To go from little kids at Dr. Seuss to mm -hmm. dinner and a movie to talking history for a couple hours with people who want to talk it. Well, absolutely. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. That sounds like a great week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Do we want to go ahead? Yes, indeed. Let you want to explain okay, how it's well, all gonna going to unfold? Yeah, we're going to do a little sweet and uh our theme is sort of spirit animals. Mm -hmm. For the uh, you you po posted I, a funny I, little thing this morning that said this is a good day for ducks. Right. And, and, and took a picture of my cat, the cow. Yeah, the cow. <laughs> and uh, I think we've touched on it before that ducks are your sort of sign portent uh, mm -hmm. spirit creature. Mm -hmm. And so um, I got to poking around to see what I just put ducks in there are lots of patterns on Ravelry that uh, use the word duck really yeah there were just bunches and bunches and bunches uh, duck sweaters duck oh the some of the cutest things were for kids you know a, a knitted jumper with a, a duck on it or, or duck toys Aww. yeah and so I found on Etsy this Jemima Duck Soft Toy Knitting Pattern. And it's a vintage pattern, I'm pretty sure. It's a, the picture's black and white. And she doesn't have a sample that she made, but uh, she's turned it into a PDF file. And it's only like a dollar and three cents. And it's a British pattern. Mm. But, so a Miss Potter original, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a Jemima Puddle Duck was um, one of Beatrice Potter's, mm. one of our favorite Beatrice Potter books. And uh, but this is called Jemima Duck, so maybe um, there might have been an issue with copyright because if this was done, I think it was done in '55. I think I found somewhere mm. else. In the description that it was so it might not have been long enough. Miss Miss Potter was around the turn of the century, right? Yeah, so um, it might not but it been, might not have been long enough, right? So it, um, it looks like a fairly simple construction. It is knit. Uh, it originally was knit in the three ply wool, but you should probably use a lighter worsted or a uh, maybe a DK weight, and um, it stands about seven point five inches tall. She doesn't give a needle size. It was a UK needle, so you'd have to do the um, the conversion. I think it was a UK 11 
But you have to do the conversion into what would be the Oh, American. so British needles are sized differently? They're, they're called differently, yeah. They're, they're still three millimeter or whatever, but they have a different size structure. Mm. So, sort of uh, like shoes. Yeah, but, but I'm sure it has a gauge. Uh, the pattern is written in English. And um, so it, it looks like it would be a fun thing to do. I might get it for only a dollar. Uh huh, sure. Yeah. I'm never that gonna... might be a nice, uh, like, baby gift. It might be a nice gift. Of course, the baby's not a baby anymore. The one, my baby. Uh, your baby, no. Yeah. So, but for a dollar and three cents, it's pretty worth it, I think. And then the other thing I found was also on Etsy. I think I've said before, I do not like yarn bowls. You have said that. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even know about yarn bowls. Yeah, and I just don't use them. Mm. Uh, I, I had a bunch in the shop, and nobody else liked them either because I didn't, didn't sell them. And I wound up giving them away as prizes for things. They were beautiful and well, well done I started, by local potter. Yeah, I started to say, yeah. I, I had, of course, I don't know anything about knitting and crafts and all that. But I remember seeing those in your shop and yeah. saying, these are really pretty. What they were are really these? nicely done. It was who, a local potter. Who had done them? I can't remember her name. But now. they were lovely. Yeah, yes. yeah, they were a potter that and I they have a, my sister-in-law. Ah, they have a hole? Yeah, it has a hole where you, uh, well, the it has either a hole or a groove. Mm -hmm. uh, the, and they can be made of wood. Like, uh, um, some, I've seen some really nice ones made of wood. And, or they can be made of ceramic pottery. And there's a groove, and you just put your ball of yarn inside the bowl and then feed the um, your strand, your, your working strand, through the groove or a hole. Mm -hmm. You use the groove if you're not if you're going to leave and take the ball with you. And you use the hole if you're not going to go anywhere. So why don't you like them? It just I just never used them. I didn't dislike it so much. I just didn't use it. It just sat there and got full of stuff. Mm. You, know? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. I looked at it one day and it was all full of stuff. But this one I might use. It's a duck yarn bowl with a bamboo handle. And um, it's made by Rare Find. No, no, that's not who it is. Who's it made by? Oh, Kid and Me Pottery and Art. Oh. It's the name of the company. Uh, she's got um, five stars on her uh, Etsy page. But it, it's really quite attractive. Well, I like it. I Isn't love it the duck on it. It's yes. a bright yellow. There's only one of them. So if you want it, you better get on to it. Uh, it's $35, which is certainly not a bad price for a handmade item. And she also has some dragonflies, flowers, a bear, a bunny, and then some other items that she's made. Well, the duck is very nice. I would like that bowl just for just a planter or something. Yeah, just because it's really mm -hmm. pretty. Um, it, the, um, the, whole, the duck is the hole. Oh. Where the yarn comes Oh, I out. see. Mm -hmm. So you, it would pretty much have to be that you're... Um, you're not going to make it a vase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not going to make it a vase. And it's also going to... You're going to have to work with your yarn 
you're going to have to stay home with your project. Well, but they have that nice handle on it. Yeah, you could carry it along, but then, you know, a nice $35 yarn bowl carried around in my knitting bag, probably not. Probably not. Too yeah. heavy. Yeah, probably not. Too heavy and also too pretty. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it, it's really nicely done. It's just, the handles are, uh, look like they're handmade, too. So, anyway... That's, uh, there were hundreds of little rubber duck, you know, the real rubber ducky um, stitch markers. But I thought that was kind of, uh -huh. you know, that wasn't all that interesting like this is. So, so, Kid and Me Pottery and Art. And I'll do a link with the picture. She doesn't sell it before I get the editing done. But I, I can do a link to the dragonfly or the flower or whatever. But... Uh, looks really nice oh here's a uh, review she has a this is a different item that's uh, somebody raving about how good good her um, uh, how good her work is well that's nice Etsy yeah. Etsy has really changed the craft world has it surely it? has yeah mm -hmm. uh, Etsy is a big deal mm-hmm uh, and you know it's gotten so huge I started with Etsy way 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 back and I did real well with it for a while um, but, but people like to touch mm -hmm. yarn and and hold it and and pet it and I just did a lot better at the shop when I opened the shop so I kind of gradually moved it all over there instead and but um, so I don't know there's so much on there now well, you also have your book business online. Right. And as I know with my postcards, that packing up, I mean, it is a job. Oh, absolutely. It's <laughs> yes. a, a job. Yep. Yeah. So. And people are sensitive about shipping costs. So you have mm -hmm. to be careful about that. Oh, and they have, they have changed in the last, say, year or two years. It's so expensive. Oh, yeah. You know, I sold that inaugural magazine yeah. of um, George. Oh, the you did? The first one okay. that came out. I did. Sold it for $25. Not bad. Not bad. Since I paid two ninety five right. less 40% right. um, in was, 1995, 96, yeah, whenever it was. This was the magazine that the Kennedy. John John Kennedy yeah. had put out right. called George. Right. Called George, George Washington. Yeah. yeah, um, and so I had bought the first. I was working at Books a Million, sure. so when it came into the store, I was like, Oh, yeah, I'll get the first, first issue. It had great articles, I mean, it was very well done. Yeah, magazine. Um, but anyway, I had put a four dollar shipping cost, which you think would be plenty? which I thought would be plenty. Um, First class, it was $10, and I had said first class, but I sold it. I did it media. Media was just shot. I know. I never, ever do that. But Well, um, you're, you're really not supposed to if it's a magazine. Really? Well, yeah, now. If uh, it has any advertising at all, it does not qualify oh, for media. Oh, well, well, the post, I told them. Yeah. Well, we won't talk about that. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> well, maybe it wasn't media. Maybe it was second class or something. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what she did, but it cost me. Well, if me, she did it, she did it right. That's right, and it co cost closer to the four dollar right. mark. Yeah. But ten dollars. 
for oh, a magazine. I know. Yeah. I mean, granted, I had put cardboard around it, and well, it but it was in a nice, uh, yeah. it was in a bubble wrapper. It wasn't even in a box. Oh, I know that that's one of the biggest. That's the reason I like doing paper and books because it is sort of uh, predictable. Mm. How much? But that cost. one surprised me. Yeah, that surprised. And, and magazines do cause a problem because they, um, the postal service says media mail. You can't you if it has any advertising in it. Really, I've never heard. Even if it's an antique. Well, so that way you they're not buying. That's yeah. what I figured. Yeah, not. I cheat a few times every now and then when somebody's really. If it's antique, it, I mean, it's not yeah. like they can buy what's being advertised. Exactly. But it's really not. You're really not supposed to. There's been a lot of discussion on eBay really? about that. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. yeah well, I I most of the time, that. I'm going to stick to my postcards because yeah. that's just, I, that is so predictable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, <laughs> you can, you know, exactly how much it's going to be. And the, and the books, once in a while, I get a loss on the books because it, the way these companies work, you have a structure. You, you basically, all books are the same um, shipping. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter how big the book is, it's the same shipping. Really? Yeah. So sometimes it's a little more, sometimes it's a little less. You know, so it kind of evens out, but um, mm. you, you can't put individual shipping on each individual book, the way the pr pricing structure is. What, on eBay? No, on my... Oh, uh, on yours. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, and the last time I sold a book to um, England, it was an expensive book. It was a heavy book. And in order to get it over there, it was going to be $70. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I had put something like 35 Because right. surely that was enough. And, of course, the book, it, uh, by the time Biblio took their fees, and if I had paid the rest of the $70, I would have got nothing. Oh. And so I sent the guy a note and said, I'm sorry, but this is what it is. And, of course, he wrote back, he's no longer interested. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Could yeah. Could help. And, and that keeps, that's why I sent that one book to Canada. It was $15, oh, the yeah. price of the book. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yeah. And that was just. Shipping is tough. You know? Yeah. And, and I it happened quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been, of course, um, it did go up in January a little bit, but it's been creeping up along. Yeah. So. yeah. so anyway, yeah, okay, uh, that got a long way from yarn, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. So now we can do... A little tart. A little tart. So that is just... This is, this is where we're going to talk about our spirit animal. Oh, I always get confused. And this is our 48th podcast, <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we stay confused, so. <laughs> so, yeah, um, like I said, you, this was a good day for ducks. And we've touched on it a few times, but ducks mean something to you. They do, and they have since I was young. Yeah, I was probably about I don't know eight, eight years old, eight nine, when I first realized that I had a connection of some sort with ducks. Mm -hmm. And that sounds odd, yeah. you know. I mean, it wasn't like 
I was raised to think about a spirit animal. And I was raised Methodist, you yeah. know. And, and, <laughs> but I felt it and didn't really pay a whole lot of attention until I was probably in my 20s, yeah. 20s and 30s, 40s. And now it's just a part of my life. Yeah. And ducks are even a sign for me. Right. Uh, it's answer to prayer. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Shall I give an example? Sure. I, I, yeah. I don't I, I don't remember what we have said in the past, so I apologize if I do repeat myself. Yeah, I don't myself. think we've gone into it very day. Okay. Um, well, one, one example, this past summer, I was, um, I was worried about the situation, and I was sitting in church, um, Presbyterian church, and the prelude was playing, and that's often when I pray. Yeah. You know, it's just so beautiful. It's always oh, just sure. this lovely piano music, and it's a good time to pray. And so I was, you know, thinking of this, this issue that was weighing heavy on my heart. And I felt like I got an answer, mm -hmm. you know, like this clear, it's going to be okay, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. And, and I try not to abuse this, but I said, God, I'm not sure I believe you. <laughs> so, um, um, can you give me a duck sign? Okay. And so, and then I just left it. That was it. So I stayed, you know, at church and maybe even went over and had breakfast, maybe stayed for Sunday school. I don't remember. But then I came right home mm -hmm. and I was sitting out on my front porch and I opened up my email and there from my son and my granddaughter was an email and they said, sending this to you, thought you'd like it, mom. And I opened up the picture, and it was the duck pond at Windsor Castle. And they were <laughs> over there for right. um, um, Wimbledon right. to, for, yeah. to see the tennis. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, I mean, didn't I get duck bumps? I, I don't even call them goosebumps. I got duck yeah. bumps all oh. over me because it was just that quick of a sure. uh, situation. Um, another one that happened not too long ago, I was at spiritual Tuesday evening spiritual group, mm -hmm. which we have talked about many times here uh, at Felicia's house. And once again, I had an issue that was weighing heavily, and I was praying while the harp music was being right. played. And so, once again, I mean, I got this clear voice in my head with this answer and once again I said I need a duck sign because mm -hmm. I this one's heavy I you know I need yeah. it and so we went into the the meeting said our prayers talked for an hour had pie and coffee afterwards and as I was wandering into the kitchen to put my plate and, and teacup into the sink Another friend said, hey, Beth, come here. Mm -hmm. And in the corner of her kitchen 
was this cardboard box. And I walked over and looked in, and there were six baby ducklings. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, okay, once yeah. again. And that one, I just started crying. Yeah. It was just so emotional yeah. that it yeah. happened that fast. Yep. So anyway, that is two examples, and I could give you a dozen oh, sure. more. Yeah. You got me seeing ducks everywhere anyway. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Well, do you have an animal? I think mine may be a black snake. From really? the time I was ch a child. With my brother and I, we have an affinity to black snakes. Wow. On the farm. They're important on yes. the farm. Yes. Oh, yes. And they, li they lived in my house. And I don't know if they really mean a sign, but they're a comforting thing. And I know other people don't feel like that about snakes, but um, I mean, black snakes and I get along. Uh -huh. Well, they eat the mice, don't they? Yeah, and they yeah. keep, supposedly, they keep away the copperheads yeah, and whatever, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, we don't really have that many of those around here. We have plenty of black snakes. Mm -hmm. um, yes. But, uh, but yeah, we've, we've had some adventures. I think I've mentioned a few adventures we've had over the years with um, black snakes on the farm. Um, hmm. Um, different things. Wow, but you you just feel an affinity? Oh yeah, well um, when I moved into my house it was I think like 1993-1994 into the old original farmhouse that belonged in the family. And of course it's really old, it was built in about 1855 and um, so there are holes, when I moved in there were holes you could throw a cat through. Right. The people that <laughs> lived there didn't take very good care of it and there were no floors in places and so it took a while to get it so I lived upstairs and um, eventually we got ceilings put in eventually got floors put in and um, one of the ceilings is a false ceiling over right. the original one because my brother was walking across the roof and he fell through oh yeah <laughs> and I looked up and then with this big foot coming through my kitchen oh. ceiling <laughs> so we put a false ceiling up because that's what I could afford to do and um, sometimes I would go in there and the dogs and the cat would be just looking at the ceiling. Oh, yes. Uh, and they weren't like going fast across like a mouse but would. But they were watching something. There was a snake in between. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, one day I opened the cabinet door and the snake was in the cabinet. Uh -huh. So I just shut the cabinet for a few days and it went away. Uh -huh. And the dog... He knew where that snake was, or she knew where that snake was all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, the way the um, door, the doors are made, the um, the surround, the, the trim, mm -hmm. uh, apparently there was a hollow place because uh, it would go down into one of those places uh, right around the kitchen. It seemed to hang around the kitchen. I guess that's where the mice were. And uh, every time Lily would go by, she'd stop and sniff, <laughs> you know, and then he, it went away and she quit doing it. Mm -hmm. Did I ever tell you about the time in my farmhouse in West Virginia where I had Taylor, you know, uh -huh. um, we were living way down on the river. And one time I came from upstairs down into my kitchen and curled up on my kitchen table, which was our dining room table, right in the middle, as if it was the centerpiece, was about a six foot black snake. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, old farmhouses too. 
Yeah. Uh, have them. Yeah. Routine talks about how uh, when she had her little terrier, that the cat and the um, terrier would chase the snake out of her kitchen. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she'd come in and see it disappearing. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. I don't think, you know, I never worried about it, like, getting in bed with me or anything cause, because of the dogs and stuff, so. Well, you know, spirit animals, uh, other people, when you ask them, it's almost a hundred percent who have an answer, even if they've not thought about it. Right. Even if they don't admit it, or they yeah. just kind of. Or some there's some animal you feel. It seems like almost everybody has some animal they feel an affinity to. Right, right. That's that's pretty much yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. They they don't necessarily call it right. a spirit animal or a totem or whatever. Um, I had one friend. It was the bluebird. Uh -huh. And wherever she went, like she had moved to Greensboro, and she was new job, uh, everything. It was crazy, crazy to yeah. suddenly be in a city and getting lost. Uh -huh. One time she went down um, a road, very, very lost, and she pulled up to the stoplight, and she had tears streaming uh -huh. down her face. And she turned uh, turned to her left, and there was a bluebird taxi. <laughs> and the guy smiled and waved at her. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Another time in uh, Greensboro, she ran into uh, a similar situation, and it was a bluebird bake bakery or something cool. like that. You know, was painted on the side. Yeah. And how that had started was. Um, a friend back back home in West Virginia had breast cancer mm -hmm. and she was very worried about it and, sure. and you know having the surgery and just going through everything and one night she was standing at her kitchen window and she said God if you just send me the sign of a bluebird mm -hmm. tomorrow morning you know when I'm drinking my coffee just so I know even though I believe and I have faith, I just yeah. would like that sign. Sure. And she went to bed and, you know, didn't think about it really the next morning, but she wandered over to her window, sipping her coffee, and looked out, and the bush was covered in bluebirds. Well, that's unusual. Isn't that neat? And yes, that it was covered in bluebirds. That's unusual. Well, you she... don't see that many. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And and she was an exception. Alma Summers was her name, and she was an artist and just yeah. a good, good soul. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but that sort of started, like you're saying, now yeah. you see ducks. Well, there for a while, we were all seeing bluebirds. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I got, I got, like Marianne had just told me that story and right. a couple of days later I get a packet in the mail from um, a, a postcard person up in Raynell, West Virginia and, and I thought, why is this woman sending me anything? Mm -hmm. I opened it up and she had a note and she said, when your mother taught in Raynell, West Virginia, which she did for one year in 1946 or something. Yeah. She started a little group for seventh graders called the Bluebird Club. Aww. 
And then this woman had put in about a dozen Bluebird postcards. Aww. Yes. <laughs> and that was just a couple of days after Mary sure. had told me the, that story. So yeah. it's just funny how yeah, that happens. Yeah, that's interesting. Animal totems, for lack of a better word, have been part of a lot of different cultures. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Probably every culture on this planet. Probably so. Mm -hmm. In some fashion, whether it's... Uh, the hunter-gatherer type cultures, at least. Sure, from Aboriginals to Native sure. Americans to African tribes, right. South yeah. America. European, yeah, European shamans. Yes, yeah, the Irish and, yeah. you know, just, uh, I'm sure every country we could probably... Yeah. Come up with something. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, in this book that I'm reading right now, which my neighbors Kim and Mark loaned me, mm -hmm. it's called Return of the Bird Tribes, and it's an older book. It's by Ken Carey, C-A-R-E-Y, yeah. and it came out in, I, I want to say the 80s, yeah. uh, 1988, and it is just fascinating. I have really enjoyed it. I mean, it's a little bit of the hippie, um, the the back to the lander folks in the 1970s right. that went to various places, and it's how he then living back to the land without you know sort of off the grid and all that. Um, how he had time to listen yeah. and see and experience and realize it was going on. Right. Yes. Which it does take that. Sure. It takes an awareness. Mm -hmm. because, And that's why when I think sometimes people say, eh, you know, that's a bunch of hooey. Uh, and it's like, well, how much time have you ever given it? Well, that's it. Um, I saw the first Robin yesterday. Oh, isn't that always? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but for about almost a month, the killdeer have been here. Oh. Now, I, I mentioned that to people. And nobody else knows that the killdeer are here. Well, they make a pretty unique. Yeah, and they and they song. clutter around, and they're they're like right in your yard. Well, they they're in fields mostly. Mm -hmm. And uh, but people don't know, or, or they see them and don't realize what they are. Right. Maybe they look almost like a little shorebird. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, they I, do. And they delight me. Uh, they always nest up in the field above the house. Uh, one year when we had a garden, the little ones came down into the garden. Uh, they were just the cutest, oh. I mean, the miniature uh, little birds moving around just like their parents. Um, the killdeer, um, I guess it's the male one, if you get too close to the nest, he will pretend he's hurt. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and, and will flutter along mm -hmm. to try to get you to follow him. And then, he, of course, he'll fly away. Right. So they're fascinating little birds. It's fun to have them close by. I can't wait for the whippoorwills. Yeah, that'll yeah, be in a few more them, weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. A, I think I saw a yellow warbler today. It didn't look exactly like a goldfinch. Uh, so I'm, I didn't get a really good look at it at the bird feeder. We have a lot of fun with the bird feeders. And, um, well, you know, birds, just a, a, a lot of people's totem animals are birds. Well, yeah. 
I would think for so. whatever reason. Well, you know, birds, birds are so symbolic. Doves, mm -hmm. you know, and um, eagles and whatever are symbolic of a lot of things. Yes. And, of course, woodpeckers in the, uh, on Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> well, somebody told me one time um, that it would be a period of time where I would experience mockingbirds. Oh. Uh-huh. Which was interesting because I don't really think about mockingbirds. Well, I don't, do we have mockingbirds here? Yes. Because we have catbirds. Yes. And I've had, I've had relationships with catbirds. They are smart birds. Yes, they are very smart birds. But um, occasionally you will see mockingbirds. Okay. I yes. And I around. did after she cool. had told me. That, in fact, somebody, I didn't see, because I'm, I, you know, one-eyed me, I don't always yeah. see everything, but I had a friend who was over, and he's like, you've got a mockingbird, how come I don't have them at my house five miles away? Wow, I and, had no idea. Uh -huh. Yeah, because yeah, I hadn't seen them at all. Now, I ask a friend just down at work the other day, I said, okay, what's your totem animal? Someone else was talking about it, and they said uh, they were admiring my turtle. Right. I had turtle necklace on. A uh, number of people have turtle. I've got oh, a few yeah. friends with turtle as right. the totem. But um, this particular co-worker, she said, give me, I, I need to think, not because I don't know, but because I'm not sure which one uh. I would say. And so about a half hour later, she said, yeah, my, my spirit animal's a horse. Mm. Okay. So there are people that oh, uh, yeah, have that affinity with a horse. Yeah. Um, all kinds of things. Um, the turtle is a pretty um, deep thing mm -hmm. anyway. It's kind of wisdom and... Stuff like that. I have another friend um, that it's a crow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she, she told me that years ago. but. Uh, and then we have another friend that's always always talking about cardinals. Oh, yes. Because they're, 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 uh, to her, they represent her lost loved ones. Yes. Coming to visit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's always thrilled when she sees a cardinal in her That's yard. nice. Yeah. 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 Now I have another friend who grew up in Florida, and he said that his is a porpoise. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, yeah. if you live down there, sure. you're more apt to, you know, big old manatee probably. Right. If I, uh, yeah. If I had to pick one in yeah. Florida, that oh, was yeah. well, uh, manatee are lovely. Oh, gentle spirits. Uh, when we lived in Maine, we used to see the seals. So mm -hmm. Not very often because I didn't get to the coast much, but it's always a thrill to see the seals. Mm-hmm. For sure. Hmm. And there's, you know, lots of novels, too, that that are out that, that have people. And not I'm not just thinking about the giant rabbit, you right. know, with Jimmy yeah. Stewart and that. But um, Black Beauty. Oh. Or, or so, you know, some of those early Disney movies that made us all cry. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, all Red Dog, that's an Australian movie that's just amazing. Red Dog, right, have okay. you ever seen I don't that? Know that one. It's 
it's a pretty powerful movie. Yeah. Do you ever? Um, when I was a kid, we had a a bridge, fortunately, version of a book called Beautiful Joe. Did you know that one? It's, a, it's about a dog. And it was written by somebody named Saunders. I have to look it up. But it's a story about a dog who belonged to a milkman. And um, the milkman let his dog have, his dog have puppies. And he was really cruel. And the milkman was cruel? Yeah, oh. to, to the dogs. And um, he cut the ears off this dog, Joe. Uh, he cut his ears off and his tail. And he was a big puppy. He was not, it wasn't like crop like it was supposed to. Right. And this family, this boy happened to be passing. And so he um, whooped the milkman and took the dog home to his mother or to his sister. And so she healed him up and he became uh, Joe. And they called him Beautiful Joe, sort of as a joke because mm. he was such an ugly dog. No. But the, the whole story, it was really about the founding of the Humane Society oh, in America. And no, later, I yeah, later I got an unabridged version, which told a lot more about how bad things were for animals in uh, this country. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, car horses and all of that. So. Oh, yes. Isn't that sad? I mean, yeah, that you yeah. had to have the ethical treatment or whatever. Yeah, it, yeah, you know, yeah. The whole so, the fact that people would abuse. Yeah. yeah, not many people have heard of Beautiful Joe, but it happened to be a book that was in our house. Oh, and, of course, yeah. every book we had, we read about 30 times. Oh, I understand. Yeah, and yes. <laughs> memorized. Yes. Was, um, before we could really go to the libraries and the bookmobile came around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a book about a collie dog. I'll have to think of the name. The author was from New Jersey, Tremaine. Tremaine. Oh, yeah, he, he wrote a whole series, whole series. of, um, of uh, collie books. I've sold a lot of those. Yes, beautiful books. Yeah, lovely lad. Lad. Lad, yes. a dog, and uh, there were a bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's not the Lassie. It's not the no. one that wrote Lassie, but. Right. But he wrote right. about these collies. Right. Yeah. Yeah, those, some of those books were kind of tragic, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's it. Now, we're, somebody asked me if I believed you came back as animals, and, and I've never, I've just never considered that. No, that's... and that is part of some religions. It's called transmigration. Exactly, and yes. Yeah, that's not really uh, something that I particularly believe. Although sometimes when I look in Emma's eyes, I wonder. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. There's certain <laughs> ones. There are definitely certain, yeah, like yeah. like our, our dear Stella. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She yeah seems it looks a... like there may be an old soul in there somewhere. Uh -huh. Well, you never know. I mean... Not nightly, but <laughs> yeah. She's she's a Norwegian elk hound, and they have the round eyes. And it's so like full. Looking into a person, so fun. Oh yes. Yeah. Very interesting. Hi, All right. Well, is there anything else we like? We yeah, I think we covered the book and okay. everything. So now we need to do.
little unexpected. And we had been doing um, recipes, but since um, that became expected, now we should do something unexpected. And you have a story. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of dogs, this yes. was just a great, fun article, I thought, um, that my friend Rebecca Adcock wrote. In, and it's an online magazine called BlueRidgeOutdoors.com. Yeah. And, and we'll, I'll try we'll to put, find the link to this article. Uh-huh. And the story is about her dog, Jack. And it's Jack's Trail Review. <laughs> <laughs> and her husband, Jonathan, is a local veterinarian. Yeah. And they, Rebecca and Jonathan, are big-time runners. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, they do all these uh, runs right. within a 100-mile wow. radius every weekend, that kind wow. of thing. And as the article, as Jack the dog, and he's a border collie, right. and he came to them because he wasn't any good at herding sheep. Well, sometimes they don't have that gene. They just don't. And they tried him at various farms, and he finally, mm -hmm. you know, he ended well, finally up... finally, it would be no good. Right. He has no herding talent whatsoever. Uh-huh. So, but, but yeah. you know, the majority of them, that yeah. is, yeah. That is inside just, and, them. Well, murder collies are usually so intense about it. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. More so than the Australian Shepherd. Yes. Well, they realized that Jack loved to jog yeah. or run, you know, sure, right there with did. them. And so now he does that 10.5 loop wow. at Rock Castle Gorge yeah. uh, right along with them. And he talks in this article through Rebecca's uh, lovely writing about how it all came about and, and how... Um, how you treat your dog, right. you know, if they are indeed are a certified trail runner dog. Wow. So I guess there is such a thing. I guess there is. Uh-huh. But the the story is quite good. He's nine and a half year old border collie and I am a trail runner. My yeah. name is Jack. <laughs> yeah. So um it's just a great Great article, and since it's right up here at Rock Castle Gorge, right. which is a trail about eight nine miles from our homes here, yeah. uh, it's one it's of a the fairly strenuous loop. Oh yeah. yeah, you know all these eighteen years I've been here, I have hiked everything but those two miles straight up yeah. the mountain. I've done all the other pieces of it, yeah. but never that one straight that up. Is pretty I've only done it twice in my life. Mm -hmm. And and you grew up with your family living down in that yeah. gorge before the park service. Well, I've been it. up and down the road. Right, of but times. those. But the the actual trail loop I've only done twice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because it it takes well it takes more time than I usually have. I, I did it uh, in my late teens. A friend of mine mm -hmm. and I did, and then I was in my uh, well I guess when did I come back here. No, it was before I came back here. Well, I was in my 20s. Mm -hmm. we, uh, a group of us went mm -hmm. the whole trail. Yeah, I mean, for some of us, that would be an all-day experience, all day. Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. 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 they probably run it in an afternoon. But oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't run. 
No. I have never run. I have, I'm not interested in running. If there's a bear, I'll probably be the one caught. <laughs> you know, it's just not my thing. I'm not built for it. Right. I was never built for it. You know, even when I was skinny, I wasn't built for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's never interested it's, me. My, except my hips are just not constructed for mm -hmm. long uh, term running. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't marry anybody that does. That's great. Oh, it's great for Jack. Yes, the, the dog because that that gives him a purpose and uh, lots of exercise, and he's a, probably a very good dog. Oh yes, a tired dog is a good dog. Well, and the article, which, as we said, we'll put a link on for everybody who's interested. Sure. He talks, um, you know, about the trail itself, too. Right. So he's actually a good diplomat for the Blue Ridge Parkway. Yeah, absolutely. And talking about one of really the finest trails, I think, on the Blue Ridge Parkway. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah he talks about the Bear Rocks. Uh-huh, yes. Yeah, over there. Yeah, which is a beautiful section. And the old house. And yes. Yeah. The old chimneys. I don't yeah. know if he mentioned that, but those are your people. Yeah, those are so. my people. Uh, years ago, or when Lightly was still a, pretty much a puppy, I was down there because um, Dr. Puckett wanted me to take some pictures. And of course, you have to enjoy it. Oh, it's beautiful. I yeah. love it. So we had walked up past that old house. Mm -hmm. The old house was private property. It belongs to. Uh, some people um, that bought it from my ancestors and it's still been in their family for 50 some years now or more uh, so anyway I had brought my lunch and we're uh, sitting on a rock you know almost in the creek and mm -hmm. Lightly is sitting right beside me and uh, I have a book it was a book that you had um, told me about that was set in Maine in the 1800s and so I was eating my lunch, and I, and I was in 1800s Maine, and the river rushing, the dogs laying there beside me. And all of a sudden, out of absolute nowhere, a fighter jet oh, yes. came flying up that uh, gorge. And the poor dog, you know, it scared the liver out of him because he was just like <laughs> from nowhere. He leaps off the... Uh, rock and starts and starts to run up the trail and he said, Wait, Mama And so he comes charging back, absolutely petrified. You know, I was just stunned. Right. Oh yes. You know, because there's this tremendous noise out of nowhere. And when there's one, there's always that yeah. second one. <laughs> and so, so so he comes running back and the the thing had gone over and I guess it was the second one or it was an echo was coming up the trail toward us again. And so he starts barking to try to keep it away, even though he's <laughs> petrified. You know, it just knocked me right out of the 19th century. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Was, yeah. I think we shock. all have we have those fighter jet experience because yeah. I had it happen right at the top of the gorge. Yeah. Where and my he dog was up at the top. Yeah, where my dog and I had to lay down. I mean, we hit the ground because yeah. it was so close. We waved at the pilot. Oh yeah. And I'm like, Dango, stay down because there'll be that second one <laughs> in about thirty seconds. It's wild. Yeah. But yeah, that really scared. But my poor little dog, he's just like. <laughs> I, you know, he. I admired him for run, not running away. Oh yes, because, because it was terrifying, and I didn't have any on my leash like I'm supposed to. 
Um, well, you were having lunch. Yeah, <laughs> and and then you know, but he came right back, and he boy, he was going to defend me, but he was absolutely shaking while he was probably, <laughs> He was only probably about six months old. You know, I think probably most people we know could have tell you a Rock Castle Gorge story oh, of absolutely. some sort. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, a lot of love for that place. Absolutely, and you know that was one of the things when we did the study, which I've mentioned, uh, that Dr. Peckett asked a lot of the people we interviewed was how did we feel about the fact the Parkway took it, and the thing about it to me is those properties would have gone to somebody mm -hmm. because. That's just what's happened. Somebody else would have owned it. It would have become private party, maybe even another Primland type situation. Yeah, it could have been anything. Uh -huh. And so it's accessible. It's here. Mm -hmm. It's sad that they let the houses fall down, mm -hmm. you know, because there were a lot of houses down there. And um, But we can go. Right, any of Anytime. us. It's a national anybody park. It's a national park, and anybody can go there. And uh, we might go next weekend if we get a group together. We were talking about it. I got work Saturday, uh, but I could do I think Sunday. I got work Saturday. I might mm -hmm. be able to. Do I'll be at the candy store. So. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. we're uh, we're talking about it because we really <laughs> like to go again. Mm -hmm. She's already gone. I. <laughs> <laughs> She's covered this whole country. We have a dog sitter visiting yeah. from Canada, yeah. staying with our friend's dog, and she has walked more trails in her three weeks than we have than in we, a lifetime. I know. Yeah, She's everywhere something. I've mentioned, oh, I've been there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and she's been all down almost every road. I know. She's quite the adventure. She showed me a picture. Um, she. Was driving slow along this beautiful road somewhere in Floyd County, I guess, and um, she said she pulled over because a car came up behind her, and um, there was these two fellows, you know, thirty-something looking boys, um, pulled up alongside, and she rolled down her window and was like, "Are you all right?" You know, because that's what people do around here, and she said, "Oh no, I'm just taking pictures," and one of them said, "Well, take our picture," <laughs> and so she has a picture of this. Yeah, a really good-looking young fella, and the other boy apparently was not quite as interested because he turned the other way. <laughs> <laughs> but she's gotten to know some people in the area a little bit, and uh, had quite an adventure. <laughs> uh, All right, have we got about everything talked about? I think so. We need to wrap it up? Yes. Okay, our show notes can be found at quincepodcast.com. We also have a Facebook page under Quince Podcast. You can find us on iTunes under um, Leslie Sheeler or Beth Almond Ford or Quince Podcast. And we're also on Stitcher Radio if you have that app on your phone or tablet. All right. Well, bye-bye. We'll see you, hear you, and talk to you next time. Yeah. Mm -hmm.